So it's kickoff Sunday, and in 2020, the pandemic forced us to have our kickoff service outside, and it was such a great experience uh, that this is the fourth year we've gathered like this uh, for kickoff Sunday. Uh, it's great to be together outside on this beautiful day, uh, and gathering together is one of those things that defines us as a community of faith. Um, I want us to use our time this morning to consider what it means to be a community of faith. What does it mean to be a part of TFRC to you? Why does it matter? The passage this morning is 1 Corinthians 12, verses 12 to 21. And if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn there. Uh, 1 Corinthians is the seventh book uh, in the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, and then 1 Corinthians. Uh, in this setting, it might be easier for you to look it up on your phones. Uh, but our scripture reader for this morning is Marvin Barnes. And so Marvin, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and take your place at uh, the stand there. And I'm going to ask the rest of you who are able to please stand and face Marvin as best as you can. He's relatively in the center of the area. And uh, we read from the center to remind us that scripture is to be central in our lives. And we stand because we believe this is the word of God. And so Marvin, whenever you're ready, please read from 1 Corinthians 12, verses uh, 12 to 21. Just as a body, though one has many parts... But all its many parts form one body. So it is with Christ. For we will all baptize by one spirit so as to form one body. Whether Jews or Gentiles, slaves or free. And we were all given one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would be not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. Marvin, thank you very much. You may be seated. Titled this message, Recalled. Now, one of the first things we think about when we hear a recall is a product recall. A company realizes there's something wrong with their product, it's already been distributed to the public, and now they need to do a recall. And they'll ask people to return their flawed product. Well, here's a hypothetical situation. What if you had to recall a part of your body. If you had to give up a part of your body, which part would you give up? And let's limit this hypothetical exercise to the external part of your body. No internal organs. You cannot give up your appendix, okay? But just think about it for a moment. 
If you had to give up a part of your body, what part would you give up? Now for me, um, it would either be my pinky finger or little toe. Most likely my little toe. Uh, because I value it the least. I'm not going to give up an eye or an ear or an arm or a leg. I'm going to give up something that I don't think matters as much. Now, with that said, I would only give up my little toe if I had to. Because even though it would be the first part I would give up, I still value my little toe. It matters to me uh, because it's a part of me. No matter how small it may seem. This passage in Corinthians begins with Paul saying, Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all of its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Paul compares the church to a body. Just as a body is made up of many parts, but is still one body, so it is with the church. Being a part of TFRC means we are one community. But being a part of TFRC also means we are many. We are one and many simultaneously. And we are one because of our common faith. We believe that the gospel is real. Jesus died for our sins. Jesus rose from the dead. That actually happened and it changes everything. Our faith in Christ makes us one. And what is great about that is that it means we are a part of something bigger than ourselves. This community of faith, while not perfect, is something to be proud of. This summer alone, we invested in the faith of 120 high school and middle school students by sending them to Hume Lake Christian Camp. And we also sent 40 elementary students uh, to camp. We had over 300 kids attend VBS. We sent a team overseas to help train Iranian Christians. 150 of us blessed a neighborhood in Kimberley with Summer Serve. Uh, Mustard Seed, not too long ago, had their volunteer appreciation. And as I went to that, I was reminded how the Mustard Seed is an ever-present pillar of light in this community. We've opened up a part of our property here to be used as a garden for refugees in our community. Being a part of this place means we are a part of so many positive things this community of faith does. We are one and we are many, which is great because of our different gifts. We can come together and bless one another with them. And there are challenges with being one and being many. And Paul alludes to those challenges in verses 15 and 16 where he says... Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. What is Paul talking about here? With all this talk about eyes and ears, feet and hands... If the foot should say, I am not a hand, so because I'm not a hand, I don't belong. Well, that kind of sounds like that the foot is envious of the hand. 
Which if you think about it, makes a little bit of sense. Because the foot spends most of his time on the floor or in the dirt. The feet bear the weight of the rest of our body. And feet, they stink. Yes, they stink. Please keep your shoes and sandals on. At the same time, the hand gets all the attention. We shake hands. We give high fives. We do fist bumps. We eat with our hands. We work with our hands. We're always washing our hands. And I could see the foot compare himself to the hand and think, I really don't matter here. Same thing with the ear. If the ear should say, I am not an I, so I don't belong. Well, it sounds like the ear is envious of the eye, which makes sense. Because what do we say about people's eyes? You have the most beautiful eyes. What do we say about someone's ears? Well, we don't necessarily say it about the ears, but we think it, wow, he's got big ears. And ears will eventually get big because they never stop growing, along with the nose. They are the two parts of the body that grow our whole lives. So if you don't have big ears now, just wait. Time is coming for you, all right? And another thing about the ears is that hair eventually starts growing out of our ears. It's a great life stage to reach when you have to start shaving your ears. And most of us value our sight over our hearing. Eyes, they are front and center. Ears are on the side of our heads. I could hear the ear thinking, I don't matter here. What is Paul talking about with this foot, hand, ear, eye discussion? He's addressing a fundamental community experience. It is a universal feeling all of us are familiar with. We all have moments when we wonder, how much do I really matter here? It's true in our families. It's true in our friendships, in the workplace. We all have moments when we wonder, how much do I really matter? And Paul knows it is a common feeling in the church because we see how some people's gifts are more valued than ours how some people play a more prominent role than us. How some people are more celebrated than us. And sometimes we feel overlooked, unappreciated, unseen. And it's easy to think like the foot or the ear and say, well, I'm not like so-and-so, so I don't belong here. Paul understands that kind of thinking. Paul can relate to that kind of thinking. But Paul explains that's not how God sees it. The passage goes on in verse 17. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. It's not about the most prominent role in the body of Christ. It's about being connected to and being a part of it. 
If the whole body were just one part, you wouldn't have a body. If the whole body were just an eye or a hand, you wouldn't have much. Every part matters. And that's true with us as well. You know what I love about Summer Serve when we go into a neighborhood and just try to bless a community? What I love about Summer Serve is I am not very helpful at it. The skills it takes to roof a house or paint a fence or repair a porch, I don't have any of those skills. And so each year I'll go to Christie and I'll ask, where do you need me? You need me on a roof? You need me to operate the loader? You need me to pour some cement? And she just smiles and graciously says to me, you know what, Chuck? You know what would be great? Is if you just went around and like greeted people. You know, and encouraged them. And say hi to people. Now, if you want to get daring, go ahead and pick up a rake. You know, that's great too. About halfway through uh, summer service last year in Kimberly, someone who didn't know better asked me to put covers back on some gutters, which required me to use a power drill, which I was really excited about because I'm not allowed to use power tools at home. So I started doing it. And within 10 minutes of people watching me in action, I had like three different people saying, Pastor Chuck, let me help you. And eventually, I wasn't using the drill at all. I was just handing the pieces of the gutter covers to other people who were actually doing the real work because they knew what they were doing. Even though my summer serve gifting is extremely limited, I was still a part of it. Made all sorts of relational connections. And it was life-giving just to be a part of it, even if I couldn't be roofing a house with the cool kids, okay? Sometimes it's easy to feel like we don't really matter. It's something we all experience. And as the passage says, sometimes it feels like, I don't need you. Or maybe a more familiar phrase we feel is, I don't need this. I get that feeling. I get it. Sometimes it's easier to walk away, to abandon the community of faith altogether. But walking away from all community is never the path to healing. And while we need to maintain relational boundaries with unhealthy people, walking away from all community is never the path to healing. In our society, people participate in community less and less. We've traded interpersonal relationships with internet ones. We are more and more isolated. And it's no secret that we have a mental health crisis in our country and in our county. And it's not a coincidence that as our isolation increases, so does our mental health issues. The answer isn't to walk away from community. The answer is to walk towards it. To be recalled. Recalled can have another meaning than just a product recall. It can be being, recall, being called again. And God is recalling all of us to the community of faith. And it's not a recall to commit to TFRC as an institution, but it's a recall to reconnect with a part of it in a life-giving way. The passage of the day came from 1 Corinthians 12. And what comes after 1 Corinthians 12? Well, let's see, 1 Corinthians 12, and then 1 Corinthians 13. Very good. 
And what does 1 Corinthians 13 talk about? Hint, if you've ever been to a wedding, there's a good chance you've heard 1 Corinthians 13, where it begins with, if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Paul is talking about gifts in the body of Christ. Tongues, prophecy, faith. And then he talks about sacrifice, giving to the poor, or suffering hardship. And he says, if there is no love, none of those other things matter. It doesn't matter what you sacrifice. It doesn't matter what your gifting is if there is no love motivating it. Everything we have just said about being a part of the body doesn't matter if there's no love motivating it. Being a part of a community of faith involves a reciprocal demand and sacrifice as family, as being a part of the church. It is not to be done simply as an obligation, but an intentional act of loving God and each other. Maybe some of us need to reconnect to faith practices like worship and Bible study and prayer, those kinds of things, reconnecting to our love of God. Or maybe some of us need to reconnect relationally here, uh, small groups or Bible studies or serving in some way as Pastor Brett challenged us last week. Our calling as a church includes mutuality and care and common life. And like every community, we're not perfect. We have flaws like any family. And it's easy to forget what it means to be a part or to serve in the body of Christ. It's easy to view it as an obligation instead of a gracious, joyous opportunity. To be a part of, a Christ, to be a part of this body of Christ has always been an honor and privilege for me. Last week, Pastor Brett challenged us to reconnect by serving. At the end of this service, I'm going to highlight different areas we can reconnect by simply showing up. Prayfully consider where God is recalling you to. The answer is not to walk away from community. It's to walk towards it. To be recalled. Please pray with me. And Lord, we do thank you for your ongoing goodness to us, your gracious mercy, your love, and, and Lord, the fact that you continue to call us. Lord, even in our moments of discouragement, you are there to encourage us. And I would ask, Lord, that we'd be open to your Spirit's leading and how we can just take one step to reconnect to this community of faith. And it's in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior, we pray. Amen. And receive God's blessing. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Amen.